It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast for you on this Wednesday. Al Dukes, nice to see you. How are you? Oh, Al's that's right. Al is actually away. Al had a very interesting little run here. He was away last Monday and Tuesday, came back Wednesday, didn't feel good, and then was out sick Thursday and Friday and off all of this week. So you will have Al back on Monday when, ironically enough, I am out. So that's how that goes. So joining me this morning, his name is Anthony Gallo. What's up, Gallo? What's going on? I don't know. You tell me. I just did a show for four hours. Yeah, this is I, the only reason why I came in this week was for this. Oh, look. See? Yes. This is what we're talking about. I hope you got your chock full of topics then. Oh, I have nothing. Well, that's your job, and that seat is to come in with the topics. Is to come up with the topics? I yes. do have a couple topics. I, I sat hope on, so. I sat on the train Monday going okay. to Jersey for a friend's birthday. Where'd you go? Uh, Middletown, not far from you. Yes. Um, so and, and another to... guy that comes near me and does not just say, "Hey, what's up? I'm around." Yeah, well, that's fine. I was supposed to get there. I left at 12:40 from the city. Supposed to get there at 1:50, okay. 2 o'clock. I didn't get off the train, and I got off two stops early to at 4:50. Why? Signal problems. Every oh. other train, left and right, was moving. For some reason, our train would go a stop and wait 20 minutes. So when did you get off at Matawan? I got off at, uh, yeah, it was either Aberdeen Matawan, Matawan. Aberdeen, yeah. yeah. Jesus. That's awful. It was terrible. How were people on? See, there was a, there were a lot of videos posted. I guess there was, I know Al had to sit on the tarmac when he came back from Indian, Indianapolis the other day, but there was one flight last week or this weekend, I forget which one, where they had, they wound up stuck on the plane for three hours. And that's a long time. It's one thing when they tell you it's going to be a little bit and they got to get the gate. Three hours, another story. And in the videos, people were pretty calm. That's a long time on the train. Were people freaking out or? No. There was a the girl next to me when we got towards like the end. Of the, I was going to Middletown, which is, there's only like three stops after that. Yeah. She was starting to get like pissed off. And that was my biggest thing was like, everyone just keep calm. Everyone's miserable right now. But the train is better than getting stuck on the plane. The plane yeah, well, you're hot. on the ground. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the train, they kept the AC on. Like, it wasn't weird. It was just yeah. frustrating. Like, I fell asleep for a half hour, woke up, and we were in the same spot. Oh. Now, <laughs> why did you wait? Why wouldn't you have gotten off that first stop and took an Uber at that point? Well, because it was so far from where I was going. Because I was coming and from And you Penn didn't Station. realize it was going to be four. Yeah, and if, probably... it w- if I would have known, I would have just bit the bullet. Or I would have, because friends of my buddy are from Bergen County, North mm-hmm. Bergen and stuff like that. I would have just Ubered to them and drove down with them and would have got there. Because basically one of the kids had to come get me in Aberdeen, Madawan. Mm, okay. Yeah. It's funny, too. You think about now, in 2023, you can also deal with that delay a lot better with the phone. Yeah. Like, you can keep yourself occupied. You can play games. You can make a phone call. You can text someone. You can search the web. You can plan a book. You plan a trip to Aruba if you want in that time. I watched the entire American Gladiators. Or you can watch shows. Yes. Which is amazing, actually. And it it does make the time go by, at least. Yeah, it was... Everyone was cool. It was just, like, frustrating. 
And I never, and a lot of the times I will Uber somewhere where I could get a ride. Yeah, this yeah. time I was like, you know what? I'll just take the train. It's a nice day out. And then you're, suck. you're sitting on the train, you're freezing. I have a basketball jersey on, and I'm oh. freezing, and I get off, and it's instant, like, sweat. What were you going there, for a party? For his birthday. Okay. His birthday's the 3rd, so normally that's, like, my 4th of July. And then you were back on the train the next, the next day, day or that night? The next day. The next day. No, yeah, I stayed at their house. Was that at least a good ride? Right, it, easy. It felt like, you know, normally the train ride doesn't feel any different than normal, but that one, I was like, this is the quickest train ride ever. Well, and it's also, it goes to show, too, Al and I were talking about this as well because of his trip to Indianapolis, when mass transportation, whether it's the train, whether it's the planes, whatever, even the, the the boat, the ferry, when it is operating the right way, there's nothing better. Like when I went to, so Boomer's event this year was in lower Manhattan, right next to where the Staten Island Ferry lets you out. Right. And I'm like, you know what? Last year was driving in was torturous to the event. The traffic was so bad. And is the booming celebration? Yeah. And when I was there last year, I saw that the Staten Island Ferry was right there. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it next year. What the hell? I'm going to give it a try. So I did. I went there. The weather wasn't great, but I'm like, I'm not changing my plans. I know that the ferry is on the on the half hour, every hour. I'm mm-hmm. good to go. I'm going. And I went there, and the, the, the boat pulled in right at the right time it was supposed to, let the people off. We got on, took off when it was supposed to. And within like nine minutes of leaving the ferry, I was in Manhattan, and it was so simple, and it was awesome. And then I had a, a, a flight to Rutgers played at the University of Minnesota this year. I didn't have a day to take, so I opted to stay back, not fly with the team the day before. I worked, went right to the airport, got on the plane, got there in plenty of time. Now, if something would have went wrong, I was screwed. There's no question. But like when it works, you can be in that case. I'm sitting here in in a studio in Manhattan at 11 a.m. doing a podcast and found myself taking a 30-minute nap in a hotel in Minneapolis at 3 p.m. Like it's insane. When stuff works, like the ferry – is a great example of like things that work. The yes. only time it doesn't is usually because they've had uh, staffing shortages. Fair enough. Because if they don't have like a certain amount of captains, they can't do it. Sure. But from like when Sandy happened, if the the ferry didn't flood, they probably would have never stopped service. Interesting. Because Eddie... I didn't know that. So during Sandy, the the ferries had issues. Yes. And when Eddie used to do, I always laugh because I always tell a story. When Eddie used to do the scheduling, yeah, it was very cutthroat. You know, Mink. It would snow. You know, Mink walked over the George Washington to get here. So one day I'm telling him, he goes, the ferry never stops running. He goes, if you get to the ferry, you can come and work. <laughs> but it's good. I mean, for me, I've this is the probably the worst travel day I've ever had. Okay. I've gotten lucky the last four or five years with everything that I haven't had a bad travel. It ain't going to be 100%. No. That's for damn sure. Like, I last year I traveled. I didn't travel at all this year. But last year I traveled, and I didn't have any flight issues. But, like, we went down last year for the 4th to Florida. I left a day early. Fine. My brother left a day later. He had to stay two days. To get a flight. Yeah. So, I, it, yeah. It, it wasn't terrible. It and people, if people are cool, that's my biggest thing is I am not, I'm, what am I going to do? Complain and we're not going to move. Right. My biggest thing is when other people start getting out of hand and it's like, all right, calm down. Now, before we move on to your other topic, <laughs> I have a problem with you. You have a problem with me? I do. I have a, a little bit of a problem with you. So, you came in, you disrupted the show this morning uh, during a break, which was fine. No problem. <laughs> I was all good with that. And you presented what to us? Wendy's. Delicious Wendy's. It was delicious. <laughs> I've had three perfect days of eating, exercise, sleep, but God damn it, you put that in front of me, and it was a burger. So you thought oh, they was. were just breakfast sandwiches. I thought they screwed up the wrapping, so they you gave me it. a bacon cheeseburger. Okay. When I tell you it was outstanding, <laughs> but now I feel like I got off what I was doing. 
Well, it's your fault. Well, I blame everyone here because you guys eat very well the entire show, and Eddie can't always eat everything. Well, I guess Boomer can eat whatever he wants, and it's fine. But, like, I end up eating this stuff because it's there, and it's like, oh, I might as well. I ate, like, crap this weekend, so for the next day, my diet is back out the window. It is. It's always amazing to me at this place when food is delivered, people you haven't seen in forever show up out of nowhere. The sales team. Well, no, not even, not even. Some guys I've never met before. People from the other station. I always, you know, I always think like when we have food delivered here and it's mentioned, we have people from other stations and it's, listen, it's all the same company. It's fine. I don't care personally, but you see all these people that come over and start eating the food. If there's something going on at 1027, I ain't going up there. And I don't think any of us go up there either. Unless they do something outside of wins, but that's usually for everyone in the building. Yes, and they put it out in the hallway in a yeah. spot where everybody feels. Where you can see it. Yeah, 100%. But, man, just crazy, crazy oh, and stuff. engineering. I love engineering. But whenever there's food, that they have, like, four walls to get to where their office is, and somehow they smell the food, and they all come out at the same time. Uh, engin- Dad is, like, on lockdown. Yes. Yeah, you can't get in there. So It's like a free T-shirt. April will find that free T-shirt and commandeer it. Understood. All right, what was your other topic? Well, I guess, do you guys do sports? During this? Yes. Have you met Al? I well, I never know when Al wants to talk sports. We do sports usually in the morning between well, my, five and six, a little different take on it. And then during this, no, this is like just Well whatever. then my other topic was on that train ride, I watched the American Gladiator documentary. Okay. Which was awesome. I mean, I used to watch that show as a kid. Yeah. I'm a big wrestling fan, so to me that was just real wrestling. Right. And I I feel like this is right up Al's alley. I guess it's not a true crime documentary but it has a lot of like scandal in it american gladiator yes the tv show yes how poorly it was created they just had these guys going out there no safety nothing they were just like you're really strong maybe you're an ex-athlete go out there and run into this average person that we've just founded but i don't remember i just remember like i guess the latest edition of it but like early on they had guys it would be like me running up against like boomer in his prime playing for the bangle really yeah and it was i was fascinated by it it's not the 30 for 31. It was, they did one on yeah. Netflix. It was four parts instead of the two that they did on Okay. The 30 for 31 I didn't watch. That was a show I I used to watch a little bit. Like, if there's nothing on and I came across it, 100% I would stop on it and I would watch. And even I saw one the other day with a girl who was, I think she was 16 years old, maybe 17, in unbelievable shape. And she said some sort of record for 18 and under or whatever it was. And she was ridiculous. I mean, it was, it was fun to watch. But that's the newer version of it that's kind of all glitz and glory and lights. and It looks great. Well, I th- assumed it was fake until I watched this. I mean, like, I, again, assumed. We're talking about the same show, right? American like Gladiator the obstacle it was course. like the six. It was like this. I, I and guess you had to run up the pole, up the wall. They had, like, the one thing you had to run up the wall. They had the one game where they shot the tennis balls at you as you tried to get, like, the beacon or whatever. Okay. And they, they had the, uh, they would stand on the two, uh, I guess they were, like, pillars with the like the I don't know what you would call it, like the the big baton like a big stick with two pads on the side. Maybe I'm thinking of a different show. Um, the one game I don't remember this. American Gladiator was like uh, they had like it would be like the six. They were like athletes, like big. They all looked yeah, like they yeah, were on steroids, yeah. and they'd wear like the leotards. And then it would just be like a Joe Schmo. And then later on, I guess they started actually picking some athletic okay. people. I might be thinking of a different show. Okay. Um, are you thinking of American Ninja Warrior? That's what I'm thinking American of. American Ninja yes. Warrior is awesome. That's what That's I'm real competition, That though. show I enjoy. Yes. I don't watch it often, but when I do see it and come across it, I do stop on it. When I was younger, there was a channel called G4 that had all... It was a video game channel. Okay. But they had all these foreign shows. 
and they had Ninja Warrior, which was just, I want to say it was Japan. So it wasn't in English, but it was awesome. And then I guess in the last 10 years, they started doing that one. Yeah, okay. Tiki's someone that should have done that. Dude, Tiki's been on a lot. I came across Tiki as a uh, contestant on, not a contestant, but as one of the featured um, athlete celebrities on $100,000 Pyramid. Mm -hmm. Just watched that the other day. Then he was on Family Feud, I believe. Was uh, it with Ronde? He or might have it? been. But he on Game Show Network, he appeared like two or three different times. Like what the hell? I'm gonna have to ask him about this. Now. And the hundred thousand dollar period was just last year. So he was here. And you have a partner in that one, right? I have a what? In in hundred uh what is it? Uh, yeah, so he was the celebrity he was the celebrity uh, pairing. Oh, all right. So it was just a, a random person. Yes, it was Tiki and a random person, then um Joe Tessator was the other celebrity okay. from ESPN ABC. Yes, yeah. So they were the two celebrities that were given the clues and then would answer the questions from the from the contestants. But he was so good on it that he won the first round, and then they had to go for the, the I guess, first it was $10,000. Not only did they get all the pyramid answers right within the 60 seconds, they had like 25 seconds to go. And he gave the clues, and he was outstanding. I'm always very overconfident about trivia. And then, like, today, you did that trivia with Sal. Yeah. I think I got two of them. You froze. I froze. I would have gotten the Buzz Armstrong. I think there, yeah, and I said I would have only gotten one or two. I probably, all kidding aside, out of the 11 questions I had, I only did 10. I had 11 written down. I think as I wrote the question and then went for the answer, I think I knew four or five, but they're legit were were six or seven. I did not know. The presidents always trip me up because I don't yes. remember McKinney or Harrison. I only know, again, those are only on top of my brain because you guys said The them only today. thing that I thought was really bad because the whole, listen, the the Buzz Armstrong thing, so he great. clearly just twisted it up. He yes. knew both of them. He was but, so excited. Yes, it was funny how he screwed the name up. He obviously knew that, though. The one um, that he really surprised me on was when I asked him about the president assassinations. Kennedy, yes, of course. And like, the other two, you don't know, I get it. Kennedy and Lincoln, how do they not come out of your mouth immediately? All three of them were staring at each that, other like, ah. Yeah, that was the one. It was that, the three branches of the government. Yes. Those I definitely got, but those are easy. The other ones were tough. I suppose, yeah. I mean, they weren't easy. I mean, where is Cape Canaveral to not know well, it's in Florida? Yes. I, mean, I would have guessed that even if I didn't know just because everything – the only other capes I know are Cod and Cape May. Everything else is <laughs> in Cape Fear in North Carolina. That's a great movie, by the way. Yes, it was. I love Robert De Niro. And it's a real place. I didn't know that, so now I know. Cape Fear in North Carolina, yes. This is my first thought is a Robert De Niro movie. All right, so here's uh, here's the final story. Uh, here's the headline. Uh, this is how we do things. Uh, now, how many guys would you say are here? Not women, men. Today? Today. CBS Six, Sports Radio and 16 us. to 20. 16 to 20. Yes. Do we say 20? Uh, yeah. We okay. can do it. I definitely push it 20. That means according to the story. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Two. Two guys have a curved penis. This is in the New York Post today. 
One in 10 men have a curved penis, I'm sorry, have curved penis syndrome, but suffer in silence. So as the story goes, millions of men in the U.S. reportedly suffer from a curved penis, but are too embarrassed to seek help due to societal stigma. The scientists dropped the uh, the bombshell during a recent appearance on a podcast, the Pediatia Atavia, whatever, his podcast. Quote, this population, I call the population that suffers in silence. They never talk about it. I can imagine. Uh, he was specifically referring to those who suffer from this disease. It's a non-cancerous condition resulting from uh, scar tissue that develops on the penis and causes it to curve, causing painful erections. So, Anthony Gallo. In pain? It causes pain, sure. Yeah. A curve, That's, yeah. First of all, who's counting the penises? That's the, I, I watched, not to get sidetracked, it's like I watched a documentary today and they were like, it was about sharks and dolphins. They're like, oh, one third of these dolphins has been bit by a shark. I'm like, who's down there going one, two? That I don't know. Is there a doctor that did like a, like had a hundred guys come in there and show him his penis? Well, I would think a urologist sees a lot of penis. What are they counting? Like marking it in their head? Like, well, it goes on the record. Sure. Like if you have that and you go see a urologist, my guess would be this guy does some sort of study and might call 50 urologists, asks them how many patients do you have, how many are, I'm not looking for names or anything, how many have this syndrome or this disease. Okay, And then you sense. can make a statistical study. I mean, if you called 50 urologists that probably have, I would say a urologist is 200 clients, right? If you think yeah. about trying to get an appointment, I mean, you're talking about a study of 200 times 10 is 2,000 times. That would be a legit study of 10,000 men. And I would assume that a urologist is seeing mostly older men. I guess, like... No, I've been going to a urologist since I'm 35. Well, that's what I mean, though. Like, guys who have that's probably been older. suffering with this for a Oh, while. could be. That could be. Well, yeah, because, at, like, at what point... And this is... I'm not having not making fun of this. I'm dead serious. At what point, if you have an issue with your penis, are you going to the doctor? Immediately. Yeah, I would think so, too. I wouldn't think it's something you're hiding. I mean, G talked about on the air. I had two birthmarks on, on my testicles, and I went to the, I thought I had uh, uh, melanoma. Mm, they were birthmarks. They were nothing. The doctor almost laughed at me. What, were they dirt spots? No, it was just I, not even birthmarks. They were just, like, dark spots on my skin. Oh. Well, I'd be concerned about that, too. Yes, 100%. I'm also a little bit of a hypochondriac, so I try to go and I got news for you. As we get older, we all are. Yeah. I mean, you can sit there and say you're not, but as you get older and, like, I'm at the age, I'm going to be 50 in March, to where waking up with some sort of a disease, heart disease, a str- like, like, I'm in that wheelhouse now. Mm-hmm. It's frightening. It is. And in this, I assume that there was just a natural, you know, you lean left or you lean right. I didn't think this was a painful yeah. condition. Yeah. It's, uh, it's terrible. So in the case, so usually, and this is, I'm just reading from the story here. Uh, when one becomes sexually aroused, the blood flow to these chambers increases, causing the penis to straighten when stiff. Okay. However, in the case of this disease, the scarred area doesn't stretch when the penis becomes erect, causing the member to become disfigured and painful. Ooh, this is making my stomach hurt. One in ten. I was going to make That's a big jokes. number. That's a lot. That is a big number. So that sounds horrible. It does sound horrible. Huh. It also sounds painful if you are... It married for your wife, I would assume that could be painful. Also. I, got, I got news for you. That's the last of your issues right now if you're dealing of course, with this. Of course. You would just think that somebody along the line would be like, hey, we should get this checked out. Wow. Does it's, it say 
how old they are when they realize they have? Um, let's see. While the causes of this disease aren't completely understood, uh, generally believed to be caused by repeated injury during sex, masturbation, sports, or a freak incident. In some cases, uh, it develops gradually over time, and the disease is more common as people age, the average age, is 57. Okay, yeah, and that means they were living with this a long time in their life. Wow. Oh, my God. It causes the penis to bend up to 180 degrees. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Oh. Okay. I've had enough with this story now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you're good. You don't have a curved penis. I don't. Okay. No. Just want to make that um, Now I'm going to go with, like, make sure we're good. <laughs> no, I'm good. I don't know pain. No, I can't. I was going to make jokes at first, and then the, the no, more you read, I was like. I'm not having fun with this. This is a real story and a real study. I'm Now I'm definitely going to ask my friends in the group chat about this. Or I'll just, where's this article from? I'm well, you got to find nine other guys and figure I out have which a group one chat has of like it. 15 people in it. <laughs> the funny thing is about stats is when they tell you one in 10, I suppose it's right on the grand scope of, within the grand scope of how many people there are. But. There's no way that there are two guys walking around this building right now that have this issue. No. That's why when you see one in ten, that's not really true. And there's a lot of people here, like you, yes. like we just said, that are just like us, that are hypochondriacs. I mean, come on now. There's no way. But that's what stats are for, I suppose, to make you uh, aware and panic at the same time. Well, it's like the STD stats, I feel like, are yeah. terrifying. But I don't know if they're doing that for that exact reason to scare you. If you go back to when we, I will not say who it was. You wouldn't know them anyway, but I wouldn't say the name anyhow. You go back to when we were in Astoria. There were uh, there was a couple there. That's all I'll say. They both worked there at the station. Now, it did, we were in, I was in Astoria for, if I was there from 97 till we moved here in 2010, I think it was. Sound right? 2010? Yeah. Yeah, right before I So I was there for 14 years. There were so many people that came through there. There's no way you could even make a guess of who I'm talking about. Matter of fact, not many people here might even know who they are because of where they work, mm-hmm. but they did work for us, and I knew both of them. I wasn't great friends with them, but I knew them well. I knew them relatively well. So one of the uh, one of the the guy in the couple was in Studio C, which was the back. You were never there, right? No, yeah, I never. Okay. I literally the so first that, year I was okay. here. So in Astoria, we were in the production building where the Cosby show was shot. Right. Sesame Street. We were in the basement. We had the basement mm-hmm. floor. And then above us was the sales department and promotions was up there too. And then in the back was uh, all the production. And then the, the main studios, Studio A, was basically the Imus studio, Mike and the Man. Like, that's where we did all right. our work out of until Imus left to go to MSNBC. Was that right? Was that MSNBC? Or was he? St- no, he was still in the building on MSNBC. I take that back. That was when he went over to to 770. So that that was the main studio, but there was another studio right in the back. It's called Studio C. That's where we ran a lot of the conflict games out of. Okay. We would have two games going at the same time. Right. And then you'd go back and there were two production studios. It was a big square. That's how it was. So long story short, Studio C, we would do a lot of production. And I'm not going to say when, but at one point I had to go back to record some things and this guy comes out. And so I pull up the, the computer and he left the Google search up, <laughs> and he was searching herpes and all sorts of STDs. So I'm like, that can't, it couldn't have been him. No way. Well, whatever. I exit out. I go do my thing. Not a big deal. About two weeks later, I was working a different day part, and his girlfriend was in Studio C when I had to get in. 
same exact scenario. Yikes. Where I just knocked on the door. I'm, How long are you going to be? She, Give me five minutes. No problem. I go back. She comes out. All yours. I go in, pull up the thing, and she was Googling a different STD. I'm like, wow, those two are dealing with some serious stuff. At least they had each other. And Right. So I guess while I sit here and say there's no way two out of 20 have this, you know what? You don't know. Exactly. Because I would have never thought these two were dealing with anything. They were they were great. And they just because they had it didn't make them not a great couple. No. They were. But they were dealing with serious sexually transmitted diseases or a disease. Okay. And this, again, terrifies me. Yes. Because you, know, you don't know. Yeah. I have like, no I'm, idea. As I date, I never know if I, when you get to that point. I know that. Like, should I ask? I definitely do. Well, it's just always one awkward. word for you. Condoms. Oh, yes, but even then, you could still catch something. You can, but you, you're protecting yourself a lot better with one. I've only had one awkward experience, and I kind of was like, I'm not going to talk to you because you the way you reacted makes me think you have something. Is that true? Yes. Oh, see, that's... Ugh. We're dating in 2023. Oh, it's no, the thank worst. thank you. My wife divorces me, I'm out. There's no... Done. <laughs> you just married Jerry on the dating apps. No, I would, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'll play it's terrible. and hang out with my kids. So It is, uh, and I, yeah... I'm in it right now. Very enthralled in it. Good luck to you. Yes. All right, we got to go. Well, thanks for doing this. Was this was fun. Thank yeah, you for inviting me on. Yeah, man. That is Anthony Gallo. When are you doing the show with me and G this summer? Do you know yet? I was going to ask him next time I see him. Okay. Because they're back Monday, right? Yeah, Or yeah, he's yeah. back Monday. Yep, he's back Monday. I'm back Tuesday after being off Monday. Very nice. So, yeah, I got to go to Virginia for a baseball tournament. Which one? Uh, a tournament. I don't know the name of it. No, I mean, which song? Oh, uh, Joe, my little guy. Okay. So they're actually on their way now. I go Friday, and then I'll be back late Sunday night. So I took Monday off. Might even stay Sunday night. We'll I'll see. be here. I would have taken off today, but this is the only day I'm in this week. Ah, see? Yes. You're welcome. Yes, thank <laughs> you. No, I was excited to do this. All right, Gallo, good job. We're going to uh, give way now to the warm-up show. It is not me. It is not Al. Instead, it is Flegelman and Lopresti. So uh, you have to – one last thing you have to do. I don't do that whole see ya thing. you got to give me a good see ya at the end, and then we take it right to the warm-up show. Go ahead. See ya. That's all right.